I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry, What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 70 of Psychotic and Iconic Policy here along with my co-host, Nick Theories, Mikey P. Philly Phil is back, so we're fully loaded yes, tonight. Sir. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in to our live stream. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. Take it away. Thank you, my friend. Another great show ahead. Welcome back, Philly Phil. We missed you. All right. Episode 70 Phil is loaded. Again. He cares again. Okay. Now, nah, Phil, I had your back, yo. He did. I had your back. Well, were they, you guys talking shit? Wasn't, wow, he didn't even listen. Didn't even listen. Uh, I told we, you. Were, right. we were talking no. about. Never mind. Check, you're right. No, wait, no. Check right. my resume. You're right. I you're was, right. You're right, yo. Yo. Damn, yo. I was, I was at the wow. office you know, like eight I nine o'clock to see when the I was good in North people, Carolina. Man. And Eslax. Oh, yeah. Well, I was shit in my pants when I was out there, bro. I choose to see the good people, Phil. I believe in you. I was just saying, Phil was taking a shit. Dude, it felt like someone took a Dremel to my rim. Oh. All right, Mikey P, start us off. Oh, my NCAA. God. <laughs> Woo, man. This shit get crazy. <laughs> like someone put like 80 grit sandpaper between my ass. <laughs> you were hurting. <laughs> we have the Snapchat. There's nobody like him. There's nobody. That's Philly Phil, everybody. Oh. All right. Episode 70, loaded. We got Eagles. All right. NFL contract year receivers. The Lakers. Sorry, Mike. The who? <laughs> the fakers. <laughs> the fakers. You got the Phillies, and you got Tiger Woods. We're going to talk golf on the show. <laughs> we can do whatever. We're an all-sports show. Yeah. We know what we're doing here. All sports, all facts. Yeah. Straight up. All sports, all facts. We're Episode start- 70. Fine. I'm, I'm with it. But, guys, before we start, okay, this episode of P&I is brought to you by... Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. New players who sign up for Prize Picks today using the promo code ICONIC will receive 100% is deposit match up to $100. That's Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. Also, be sure to subscribe to us at the Props Network at PropsHQ.com, where we are live right now. All right, go over there, check it out. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, that was cute. Yeah, that was that was nice. I told you you can't. I wasn't expecting the applause. I love it. All right. But to start the show, guys, and Phil, you can just leave it on the P and I music. Oh no, it's, this is gonna be one of my favorite loops. episodes. Yeah, I have we, no idea why. <laughs> Probably Jack Harris. 
There's a big game tonight, fellas. The NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. First of all, shout out, okay? South Carolina, the Cox. South Carolina Gamecocks, the women. Former Temple head coach Dawn Staley wins her second championship. Round of applause. I would, we love Temple here. I would take Shorty over Doc right now. <laughs> Dawn Staley's the best. Great coach. All right. So, South Carolina, Dawn Staley. Dawn Staley's 2-0 in championships. Awesome story. They dominated. But men's basketball championships. You guys are shot. Men's basketball. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. We got North Carolina 8 seed versus Kansas 1 seed tonight. It'll be after our show, so we'll be able to tune in. All right. I want to know what you guys are predicting because uh, both of my picks from last round were wrong. And by the way, Regular. you know I don't like Duke, and I still picked them because I was just like, eh, why not? UNC will probably win, but, well, you know, it's a good story. So my my picks flopped. Um, what's everyone thinking though for tonight? Kansas. We were talking about it last episode a little bit uh, last Thursday, and I was saying that that was like the one seed that nobody was talking about, similar to Baylor last year. And it's just Kansas is just so good. They got off to like a, a ten nothing, or they went ahead by ten to Nova, and then Nova was just never able to catch up. Look, if you were to tell me right now that. Nova would score 65 points in the game against Kansas. I'd say they're probably winning. Eight out of ten times. Kansas shot the ball like lights out. Absolute lights out. So I'm picking Kansas tonight, too. I mean, UNC, great story. Uh, this is the lowest seed to reach a championship ever. Okay? So it's kind of crazy. And by the way, I was right. UNC Duke, that was the first time they ever faced off in the tournament ever. The thing was crazy, right? UNC, yeah. These are always one seeds. Caleb Love, yeah, is a beast. They got some players, man. Like uh, it's hot. I actually think the four and a, like the four and a half is telling me to to me the way I am tells me to bet Kansas because I feel I feel like the spread is big. Pauls, and it's like <laughs> I just I feel like Kansas. I mean, uh, UNC can keep it close though. To be honest, I really do. Like I don't. They're really underrated. Yeah, like I just I feel like UNC has been overlooked. In a sense, I, maybe because they have the eight seed next to them, but I don't know, man. You and guys are missing it, man. You guys are missing it. I think you guys are both missing it. What? We've been talking about it since we started this fucking podcast. What did I say? One word. Fashion. Yo. <laughs> UNC is winning this shit, dog. It's, short, it, it's on short days rest, too. I don't give a fuck. Well, you know what? Did <laughs> you are winning this shit, yo. You, you saw, know why? You saw Roy Williams celebrating, <laughs> didn't you? No. Nah. The coach said he loves emotion. That trickles down the whole team. They're I do too. Through. Oh, he'll yeah. be. He'll they're going to be juiced up for this game, bro. They've been underdogs the whole the whole tournament, and now they're coming, bro. Yeah, they're going to die tonight. We'll dude. see. We'll see. They're I'm rooting die. for the underdog. Fuck that. I'm going. I'm going with Kansas only because Joel Embiid. That's it. Yeah, he scares me I, now that he likes does Kansas. That mean? Joel Embiid. <laughs> nothing. Get I'm the hell out of here. I'm rooting for his his roots. Come on. I'm rooting for the roots. Fuck UNC the roots. probably will win. I'm rooting Just for watch. They probably will. But I'll pick Kansas. All right. I'm nervous that he's picking Kansas. I'm, I'm rolling with the uh, I've checked your resume. Do the opposite of what I did last round. <laughs> yeah, well, I took Duke to win it all. So. I, I'm not going to tolerate that much longer, Paul. <laughs> all right? You'll be checking my resume in about five minutes. Hey, we'll shit. Hey. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hey. Uh -huh. hey. You'll it's be checking fair. that resume. Okay. okay. Fair. <laughs> all is fair in love and war. Okay. It is. <laughs> Go ahead. All is fair in love and pod. I'm loving this. You'll see. This is fun. Go ahead, Nick. Give me that. We'll Pause. See. Oh, shit. You'll see. Right? C for we'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. 
Philly Phil, it's NFL time. And you can you can play that shit first, all right? Wait, NFL what? Which one? Which one you want? Give me some uh give me some NFL Fox. It's always a jam. Fuck with foxes. Turn that shit up and I'm gonna have you change it in a second. <laughs> So we're starting with some major, major news in the NFL. It happened not too long ago. All right. First subject of the night. Philly Phil. Breaking news. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles made a major deal. A major deal with the Saints. And here it is. I'm going to read it off to you. The Philadelphia Eagles are giving up two first-rounders. Huh? The 16 and the 19, plus a six-rounder from this year to the New Orleans Saints for the 18 pick, for the 101 overall pick in the third round, a seventh-round pick from this year, a first-rounder from next year. Oh, that sounds familiar. (laughs) And a second-rounder in two years. Major! So now the Eagles and the Saints both have two first-round picks in this draft. Fellas, does that sound familiar? I think it sounds a little familiar. Um, you know, you need a reminder? Philly I Phil. do. I forget. Philly Phil. Nick looks, can like, you, he had, uh, Nick looks like he had a, a dick just hit him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, I think you guys are looking too deep into it, but go ahead. All right. Oh, that's not even about that. I got the video right. I got. I got I a got reminder. This is this is for Paul's right here. He needs to check this resume. Go ahead, Phil. No, it's gonna be over here. He needs to check this resume. It's fucking I'm crazy. You right now, I'm gonna say it again on this show. Yeah, yeah. turn that music off. Turn that music off for one sec. And get a first rounder next year. I restart that Book shit. It. Sorry. Book it. I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna say it again on this show. They're going to get rid of one of those first round picks, and get a first rounder next year. Book it. Book it. Well, and I'll eat my to, words. I I'm wrong, I'll eat my words. No, they should they're give gonna Jalen Hurts a fair shot. Like, that's he's going to he's gonna get they his chance, a fucking fair but shot. they're going to have that first rounder right. in the pocket for next year's quarterback class just in case he doesn't pan out this year. That's all. I find that to be regular shit because you're smart. You know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm spot on with the Eagles. And you're the that's best. one thing I am spot on with. You're the best in the business. Guys, I guaranteed it. Multiple times, but last show, like, I actually used the word guarantee. I said it probably at least three or four times in the past two weeks. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia Eagles, we're going to break this down for everybody. You already know how I feel. I told you the Eagles are going to pick up a first rounder next year. Just in case Jalen Hurts flops. All right? That's my thought. They're going to give him a chance to play. They still got two first rounders. They'll use them. All right? They picked up some... Really, they picked up a really good deal here. I mean, you got a second rounder you could do something with. You got a third rounder you could do something with. So my thought is this, fellas, and you can you can let me know how you feel. I think the Eagles are in position for a quarterback next year, just in case. All right? Jalen Hurts can prove us wrong. He's got the opportunity. They'll go out. They'll probably draft a receiver with, I guess now that's the 19th or the 18th pick. All right? They'll take a receiver. It'll probably be like Traylon Burks. Great fit. I would love it. But the first pick is what's in- interesting to me. Because now you got compensation to move up if you want. Or, I mean, there should be plenty there. I think it's going to be a defensive lineman. Or they trade up if Sauce Gardner is on the board and he's close to them. 
and they use one of those picks they just got to get there. I loved it for the Eagles. <clears throat> I thought it was smart all the way around. They traded the Colts pick. <laughs> so they basically got a haul, more of a haul for Carson Wentz. And the thing is, like, it's great to have all the picks. It's just like Howie's great with that. I just don't trust Howie to make the picks. True. So it's like when I see that, that's the discouraging part. But, I mean, it was, it was they got a haul for it. I don't know what Mickey Loomis was doing. Well, we'll talk about the that. Saints, too. I guess, here, let's start with the Eagles, then. Let's just stick with the Eagles, and then we'll flip to the Saints. So that's your thought on the Eagles. Yeah, I love that. I thought it was great. It's and they won the deal. Awesome. Absolutely. It's yeah. not even close. I think it actually, um, I think you guys are looking at it a little too negative on Jalen Hurts. I don't like that. Wait, I feel you like, say they. I feel like, um, well, there's a positive side to it, too. Like, what if the Eagles drafted a corner or a position of need, such as wide receiver or whatever? But maybe what if they held that, that draft pick for next year to stockpile it so they could trade for a wide receiver that's a team that, that needs a quarterback next year's draft because this, because this year's draft is trash, right? That's that's the reports. Yeah. Like zero first-round picks in the, in the, in the first round. So you well, need quarterbacks, yeah. Right. Quarterback so classes. So you know iffy. next year – there's going to be a quarterback, most likely. In the, yeah, exactly. Multiple. Bryce Love. Correct. So now you can see the Eagles, okay, we're going to hold these picks, but now we have capital to trade for next year. So if you don't have a quarterback this year and you're going next year needing a, needing a quarterback, we got trade. You got capital right there. You have trade capital. I know. So my thing is, like, that's okay. A good, that's a good thing. Right. So, I mean, I, like, I, I don't necessarily think it's like, bad on hurts though like i feel like it's not like it's like a, a one-and-done deal with him you got to give him weapons well here you, you draft a wide receiver and then you say you fuck around and, and and you trade for dk metcalf you have Devontae smith you got your wide receiver your first round pick and you got dk metcalf go 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 crazy go hey, crazy you, hey, if hurts plays well go crazy I think that's what they will do why not Hey, you you already you get them all right on now. cheap deals. You got your wide receivers on cheap deals and now you had the next couple years to assess which ones do i want to keep well, DK Metcalf will get paid after next year. Yeah, he's year, gonna right? get paid. Yeah, well, he'll stay and with the he'll stay with yeah. the Eagles. The now. Eagles, but the, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, with and you. There's something. Sure. Hey, he's 24 years old. This is exactly what I said. Hertz will get a chance if he proves it that he could be the franchise QB this year. They'll keep him, and that's great. They'll have a pick lined up next year, and they'll stack that. They'll they'll stack another need that they they have to go out and get. And if not, you have. The trade bait for a QB, you could use those two picks plus a pick in future years. You have Jalen Hurts, who still will be an asset, a tradable asset, because he's not going to flop that badly. They they won nine games this year. They could have won more. He's going to be a tradable asset for at least a first or second round pick. What's a fair gonna, chance? He's going to literally be auditioning right now as the franchise QB, and they can still surround him with what he needs in this draft class, despite giving up that first. They can go out and get a receiver. They could trade for DK with one of the picks. And they already have one of the best offensive lines in the game. The run game is always good in this city. Um, they have, I mean, they didn't re-sign Miles Sanders yet. Thank God. Uh, they will, I'm sure. Do you guys think that Devontae Smith and, the number one, and another number one uh, first-round wide receiver, is that enough for him? Who? Like, because yeah. they're young players. I'd be I mean, intrigued. They're not like veterans yet in the game so like i feel like they're still learning and growing as well like just because Devonte smith is on his on his second year you know what i mean like I, I feel like he's he's not there yet 
Well, yeah, I understand. I understand so, like, what you you're saying. Time, you know what I mean. So, like, I feel like a guy like with DK's credibility in the league and his experience with Russell Wilson stuff, like, I think he can come in and, and, and help those guys out. So, like, for me, like, if I'm the Eagles, that's that, that, that that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm stockpiling that pick, and I'm waiting for the right opportunity, and uh, I'll ship it out. So, because that's going to be probably worth more than this year's pick because of, of the quarterback class. So my thoughts on this also is if the if I could have had that deal or they could have gotten DK for that first, for the 18th, I would have taken DK. And to me, that's because at that point now, I feel like you won nine games with Hurts in his rookie season. It was his rookie Pretty season. Pretty much, yep. Yeah. So my thing is, is like, you saw what Hurts can do. He has all the stuff you can't teach. He, he, like the tools that he needs to work on, I believe that he's going to work on them. And he's given me no reason to think otherwise. So why wouldn't you go get a big time receiver like DK, surround Hurts with DK, Smith, Goddard, then Sanders and Scott, go get a veteran running back like a Jordan Howard again, and, and go from there. <clears throat> That's personally what I would have did, but the return, can, the return for what they got though for that pick was great. Yeah, because they no, can absolutely. still do that next year. It just and they they picked up a two and a three essentially for free. And I'm saying this right now: the Eagles are winning more than nine games this year. I already told you what I think. They're winning the division. Period. Yeah. Right now. So I think they're the best team. This in is pre-upgrading via the draft. They yeah. they got more moves they can make, but they could still trade that pick right now. They could trade they could trade the the 18th pick or whatever the hell it was, whatever they just got from the Saints. That's a lower pick of the two. 18's getting it done for DK. 18 actually might be an overpay. 18 is going to get it done. That's a good – That's I know. That's a that's a high draft So you can still him. do that. Now, that's a matter of do they want to pay him. Um, we'll see. He's not the only guy, by the way, and we'll talk about these receivers Correct. shortly, actually. Yeah. But they can still do – they have so much flexibility right now. They pick up a two and a three. They create flexibility for next year in the QB class where there should be two, maybe three star QBs. And this is this is acknowledged by pretty much everyone. You already got Bryce Love there. I mean, they obviously have their eye on something. They got their eye on something. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, but... they, they basically covered themselves. They insured themselves in the event that Jalen Hurts does not pan out or he just stays the same. And that's okay, too. This version of Jalen Hurts can win games in the NFL. But that doesn't mean he's a franchise QB. He can win games. He won nine already. And I already said he's going to win the division this year. But we'll see. I mean, there's... If he wins the division and they try to trade him, I just... Again, I just... I won't understand. So that's the thing. So if he wins the division, is he a franchise quarterback? I would say, yeah. got to see if he develops as a passer, you know? is Can he be a winning quarterback? Yes. Can he be a franchise quarterback? That's a different story. That's reserved for the guys who are the elites. That's how I deem it, though. Everyone else has their own definition. Yeah. That's fair. I don't know. If a guy can you come gotta, in and you he can pay win Jalen me games, Hurts too soon. If he can come in and win me games, that's that's what that's the that's the bottom line result. Fuck the fuck the stats. Well, you I know what you guys care about. Game you want to win. Wins. I know you guys care about the wins. Absolutely, I do too. But I, I like the the overall Absolutely. the whole picture. And I know that the the Eagles want to throw the football. Yeah, they want to throw the football. They got a head coach who wants to throw the football, and he catered to the strengths of his team. They're a running team now. You can win with, with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Wins matter, man. Of course they do. No doubt. It's just not the only thing. That's no, 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 no. It's, not, not, the, the it's not the only thing, thing for no. QB. But it, it's it's up there. It matters. Bro. Yeah, hell yeah. It matters. Boys, I mean, he's, he won Phoenix. nine games as a basically a rookie. I mean, Lamar, someone's going to want him. Lamar if, if has he's improved available. as a passer, you would say. 
Absolutely. Yeah. If so he takes that kind of leap. Exactly. I was just getting ready to say then that. we have a conversation to have. Correct. Because then suddenly there's only a few guys in the game that can do what they do. Because of their legs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's the thing. I mean, they got so much flexibility now. So, I mean, I love it for the Eagles either way. They won the yeah. deal. They yeah, pick no up doubt. a two and a three. Yeah. So, major win. But, guys, what do you think this means for the New Orleans Saints? Now, they got two first-rounders this year. They signed Jameis. Two years, basically almost fully guaranteed. Oh, that's a good question. Um, hold that thought, Tom. Hold that thought. I should right we answer now? him now. Right now? That's the answer. Right now? Here, Tom says, Pauls, would you take a 4-12 Watson or 11-5 Hertz, but Watson blew him out of the water in the stats? Give me Hertz because he doesn't have 22 civil cases of rape on his name. All right, well, take that away. I don't, I don't know. You can't. Well, you can because we're, we're talking and about we're talking about Watson via if, 2019 or 2020. Uh, so we're going back two years. All right. At that point, I'm taking <laughs> I'm looking at Jay at Watson at four and 12. I don't know yet. Wild out, bro. I'm taking 11 and five hertz. I'm in the fucking playoffs. What do you mean? I, I'm trying to understand. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though, Tom. The, the, I want to win a bowl. What the fuck? I, I, I can't win a bowl if I'm four and 12. I'm so, I mean, and my th my thing is, again, like. I know, I know. Watson's Are a good. Here? Watson is a good player, but like we're acting like they moved heaven and earth for somebody with one playoff win. I don't care what he changed; he has one playoff well, win. Time out. We need some clarification on this question because obviously, like. Are you saying the the type of season that Watson had when he was four and twelve, or the type of season that Jalen Hurts had at his nine win year? Like, what are we talking about here? Oh, give me the That's, again. Give me the nine wins over the five thousand yards passing, and the oh my god, look at that miraculous play that got him four wins out of sixteen games. But what I think he's saying is, if you plug him in in, in, in the Eagle situation, yes, because be he's like because he's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Because the other thing is, is he's I'm sure that he's talking about the future. So, I mean, if if it's the future, that's the kind of guy that I want. I want the guy that is a passer. I want a guy, I want a guy that I know is going to be the better quarterback of the two. If I'm building my future around him, future, the stats, future the stats are the stats four and twelve are lying both ways. Because I mean, Hurst didn't go eleven and five anyway, but he won nine games, and I know that he's probably not going to be a franchise QB. But I'll give him a chance. That's a know? great question. I love it. That's good. Yeah, you know. But still, I'm rolling with Jalen because. I ain't got to worry about him at 2 a.m. on Ray Street. But I want to win a Super Bowl. I don't want to just get there. That's the thing. How many Super Bowls does Deshaun Watson have? I'm just curious out there. I, I, I'm. I Who's got a better chance of winning a Super Bowl, Deshaun Watson or Jalen Hurts? Uh, right I'm, now. Right now, I'm going to go with the guy that played a fully healthy season last year and has no baggage. <sighs> That's a fair point. If I take out Deshaun I mean, Watson's yeah. name. Who the hell wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully. I mean, never mind. Mm -hmm. It's a top five QB. I mean, if you're giving me a top five QB to roll with right now, it, listen, listen. He's going to lie. He got a lot to prove this year. A bro. lot. Because I, I get it. it. I, mean, I know, but you got to. I know. You're talking about his cases, though. I mean, I yeah, yeah. I know, I know. What you're saying. Quarterback for quarterback. No, he's a good quarterback. Quarterback for quarterback. It's not, even a question. it's not even a question. He's a good quarterback. It was a, it was a good question. I know what Tom was doing. He's a good quarterback. Yeah, I know what he was doing. He's trying to get me fired up. I'm in long sleeves and I don't feel like sweating. Dave, I got to answer He's your a good comment. quarterback. That's it. Who? Deshaun Watson. He's very yeah. good. He's a good quarterback. He's great. He's very good. He's an elite quarterback. Good quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. He's laughing too because he. Good I hate quarterback. This dude. I know. I hate serious. how. I hate how you're massaging it the way you want, and that's fine. He's a Whoa, franchise no pun quarterback. Intended. I know, right? 
I didn't even mean to do that. I'm, we're gonna see. The Browns. We are go gonna to see. Yeah, we're gonna they, see. They better go to the promised land. We got five I years. I don't want to hear. Oh, the AFC stacked is hell. Oh my God, they had all these obstacles and all this other bullshit. I'm right there with you, Fuck Nick. That. If you are that guy, you're getting 230 fucking million guaranteed. You better take your ass to this fucking Super Bowl. That's I'm right there with you, brother. And I don't want to hear no bullshit. But he's a franchise QB. He is. Well, well, we're going to see. He's a good quarterback. When you talk about elites, you talk about the guys that go into hostile environments and get a fucking W. They figure it out. They do. That's that's carrying the Houston franchise. That shitty. That's an elite quarterback. The way he had, that's elite. Well, look, he he he's a he's a good quarterback. He has he has good stats. I hate the word good that you use right now. I hate it. Because he's not just good. Well, he don't get a fully guaranteed contract if he's I just think he's good. Just, I wonder what quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. What a quarterback top five led, like, the no, worst no, no, no. NFL franchise their I first playoff win in like 26 years? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, no, I'm not. Do not even say his fucking name, please. Wait, I want to answer Dave real quick. He says this is the first he heard about the Eagles trading. He's to process it. Dave, I told you last show. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Dave, Dave. It's the 49th minute of the last show. And that's when I told you the Eagles are making that deal. I'm just fucking around. It was right on schedule. I can't believe they did it like like right now, though. I actually thought it was fake. My brother sent me the thing from Twitter. Came out of nowhere. For a minute, and then I clicked, I clicked and saw it was verified. I'm like, oh, shit, all right. It came out of nowhere. All right, well, listen, we were, again, we, we shifted off the Saints. I don't know how we fucking went off the Saints, but I think that the Saints could have interest in a QB right now. So do I. I feel like they're gearing up to trade up. Exactly. Like it's. I don't know. I'm just saying that that's like a move where you're trying to get you're getting first right. round picks to move towards the top five. Because it's either that or they think that they're playoff ready and they're going to get two guys that'll start and they think Jameis is the guy. Who would be the first receiver? Hold on, yo. Who would they, be? They, they yeah. barely need. They're one. getting the wide. Who would be the first quarterback? Who would be the first team to take a quarterback? The Panthers, if they don't right now, trade for Garoppolo or Baker. It really does look like Panthers. And what are they? Seven or they're eight? Six. Six. So whoever, so five. Okay, whoever wants, go. if there's a top QB, I mean, look, the demand always goes up at this time of year. You see that the three teams that need a QB, they didn't make a move yet, so it tells you they're probably going to draft one. Okay? At that so point, the odds are someone's got to leapfrog the Panthers at five or four. It's the Giants and uh, who's four? Lions. I don't know. It's another team that might be open for business. Lions? No. Texans? Jets? Oh, it's the Jets. Jets and Giants, 4-5, back-to-back. I was just naming the And they're open for business. Yeah, it's easy, right? It's really easy. It's the same teams. (laughs) All right? (laughs) I mean, they're definitely getting a wide receiver with one of them, I feel like. Someone's got to leapfrog the Panthers at six, though, if they want a QB. What if they they want want DK? I don't think they're going to get a quarterback. What if they want DK? But I don't don't see that fit. You know what I mean? With Jameis and Michael Thomas... I mean, can't guard Mike. He has. He's literally signed to a bridge deal. That would be crazy. So I mean, <laughs> it would, it's though. possible. It's just like which which but one Davis, do you want? Because like, if you want, no, I know he's mids. If you want Malik Willis, the odds are you gotta you gotta go <laughs> ahead of the Panthers, and the Panthers was, would settle on Pickett at six. So if you want Willis, you you just so you know you're gonna get him, you have to move to five. And I feel like Willis has. So the Panthers a are going similar... to take a quarterback as of right now. Who? I'm sorry. The Panthers are going to yeah. take a quarterback as of right now, and they've kind of hinted at it. 
Yeah, I think they're going to get uh, Malik Willis. So that's the thing is you if if Saints if the Saints want Malik Willis, they got to hop them and they got to get the fifth or fourth pick. That's not going to happen. And that's going to be tough to do. So it would be two firsts. But if the Panthers want Pickett, which is possible, you think then the Saints could move up a few picks easy. They they wouldn't have to go in the top five. See, I right. think you know what's going to happen is. I don't think any other team is really targeting Malik Willis that high. So I think Carolina is actually going to trade back probably in the draft. Gather some picks. There's a lot of smoke right now. And, and then and then let the dust settle. And then go get your guy at a cheaper rate. If I mean, you're gambling, but... You got to see. You, you got to study the draft board and see and see where you land. I actually like how you said that because let me ask you a question. Because you could do that. What if? What if the Saints were to trade up? They get ahead, or or they get ahead of Carolina. At that point, if Carolina's reading the board like Howie Roseman did last year when he drafted Devontae Smith because he leapfrogged the Giants, mm-hmm. what if at that point they're reading the board, and then Carolina at that point trades back because they know they can still get Pickett or their guy later. They could get another second or a third rounder. They'd have to play it to perfection. And the problem is, is now you're seeing these teams, like they're showing interest in the QB class. And this always happens. Even with the the lower QB classes, the demand's always going to be up towards draft time. And now it does look like there's going to be probably two in the top 15. Initially, it was looking like it Zero. wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, that's even what I said. I said I said to you guys, I didn't. I wasn't sure if any would go in the first round. But now you see, no one took a shot at Baker yet. Nobody took a shot at Jimmy G. I read today, possibly by the end of the month. He'd have to be cut. That's, that's what I think is going to happen. He'd have to be cut. That's fucking crazy. I know. I know. It is. And it's a risk. I mean, overall. Oh, it, yeah, it's a risk. The whole thing is a risk for just everyone, every party involved. I mean, if you miss out on a QB, you're basically praying that Baker makes it there. And there's a chance that he doesn't. And then on the Brown side, there's a chance that they're stuck with him. They're going to have to cut him, probably. That would be wild, dude. Same with the that 49ers and Jimmy G. It's this mirror situation. The Niners Both of them are getting paid. and the Browns have the craziest quarterback situations I've ever seen. And, hey, this is what happens. They weren't proactive about it, you know? Yeah, More yeah. the Browns Yeah, than the I just thought of, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm going through the teams in my head, and I'm like, you know, we talk about guys like Baker and, you know, whoever, who, you know, whoever, whoever was on the market for at the time, you know? Like uh, Jimmy G's. Jimmy G's and Baker's. Daniel Jones is like a safe quarterback. Like, why is he not like ever talked about? That's such nobody a good point, ever dude. says shit about him, and he's mids. You want to talk about mids? He is. That motherfucker is mids. No, he's regular. You want to know why they he's cling, they cling like, to him because st- he shows moments of being one of those guys who's got the the physical aspect you can't teach, and he'll have a couple blow up games, fantasy stats, this and that, and it looks great, but he can't sustain it. So Daniel Jones just sticks and sees. They yeah, hire so Brian I, Dable. <laughs> they hire him. <laughs> He's not mids. No. <laughs> Repeat it one more time for the audience. Daniel Jones is sticks and seeds. Sticks and seeds. That that's probably the episode title. You better write that down. No, I just don't get it. I mean, seeds. I get it. I I un- I understand it. Like, okay, he has a couple good games, but uh, it's like, all right, dude. Like, is that is that your future? Like, I don't understand. Like, how the fuck did he 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 never gets brought up? Is he gonna win you a Super Bowl? No. The the reason why if he's not gonna win you a Super Bowl, why do you want him? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Tell him, man. And you're wondering. Yeah, you, 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 you understand me. See, you understand me. What's that's the serious. ultimate goal? 
The ultimate yeah. goal is to win the fucking Super Bowl. What, why else do you play? I'm curious. Well, they got Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Tyrod. Uh, Tyrod, excuse me. Excuse I apologize. you. I apologize. That's major disrespect. I know. I apologize, Tyrod. I think, I think it's dumb. They hire whatever. Brian Dable because they want to see if he could be the next Josh Allen. Because Josh Allen didn't start too well in his career either. <clears throat> yeah, they got but, very similar physical measurables. Who? They have similar physical <laughs> measurables. Who's who's Josh Allen? Josh Allen as a rookie was also not good. I'm saying the reason why Brian Dable was hired was to see if they could make Daniel Jones the next Josh Allen. Do I think they can? Hell no. I think he's. I think he's. They got rid of Joe Jones. Okay, but it was like, probably Joe I'm just telling you why they hired him. But this guy's had like four seasons now. But like Baker's off the hook after like couple. Of, like I it, agree like with you. Well, I don't understand. But yet the Niners want to get rid of a guy that just went to the NFC Championship game and he went to the Super Bowl two years ago. Make it make sense for me, please. And nobody why the wants fuck him. is Daniel Jones saying? And this guy's getting fucking thrown around in trade talks all year. That's a distraction to him. That's that's a that's a fucking disgrace to your player. To Joe Judge, welcome bro. to the like, NFL, straight up, brother. Yeah. No, nah, ain't no welcome to NFL shit. That's bullshit <laughs> that they do that. They fucking they hide this little fucking Daniel Jones cape. No, and they yo, put the cape on. I want to talk about my else too. They, they suck. Get that shit out. No of one here, cares bro. about the Giants. They suck because for, he does have a really good point. Because for all I the crazy quarterbacks in the New York media, I'm in agreement. Yeah, Daniel Jones really does not get. Because they're, his, because they're a trash do. organization who sucks. They're horrible. <laughs> they're horrible. It was Joe Judge. Get the fuck out of here. That's no, why no one cares. Well, it's not Joe Judge. He didn't, he didn't coach him his whole career. <laughs> Idiots. Who was his friend? <laughs> I didn't say anything about Joe Judge. That who was, was him. Who I don't was care. His, you guys shit on all you Who want. was his first quarter, uh, coach? Was it Ben McAdoo? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because he sat Eli for Daniel Jones. Did he? I thought it was yeah, yeah, it was Ben McAdoo. Pretty yeah. sure. No, he sat him for Geno Smith. I thought. Yeah, oh wait, Smith. yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Who cares? They all suck. That's why I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> my memory is fading because they don't belong in my memory. They're trash. Well, I just wanted to bring that up because I just think I, it's kind of bullshit, to be honest with Nick you. Nick, I, I, I just don't like it. I don't. I, I just you know, it's time to pull the cape down on this on on this dude. I agree with you. He, he's hundred percent. He, he's he's. He's he's trash. But you know what, Nick? I hope he stays there for a long time. Because oh, yes. I get it. But he is the quarterback of the Giants right now. Like nobody talks about him. It's just it's, and our Eagles are in that division. It's 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 unbelievable, honestly. <laughs> he isn't really poop. I don't know how we got to Daniel Jones. He could get traded too, for that matter. Honestly, <laughs> just, he could get know. traded before that fifth year option. He could get traded. All right. All right. So, guys, I think it's time. I think it's time now. To go, I think we should cover the Lakers first. I keep pushing off the contract receivers, but like the, the Lakers are more pressing right now. Okay. All right. I want to get Mike riled up. The Lakers? Oh my God. Philly Phil, some NBA TNT, please. Try to tell him, man. Oh, TOT. Oh, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> TNT, THT. TOT. TOT. Oh, I did have the TNT one. My bad. That's all good. I thought I only had one. This one's better, honestly. <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, man, are you ready for this? Are you ready, Pauls? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. The Los Angeles Lakers have lost six straight, two with AD back. Anthony Street closed Davis is back with two games. They lose anyway. The Lakers are two games out of a playoff spot with four to play. Oh, man. Four to play. They can only essentially right now catch the Pels. Highly unlikely. That's three games back. You got the Spurs. Two games back. All right. So here's what we're going to do, guys, before we break down the Lakers. Let's go through the schedule. Let's just let's just go through the schedule. The last four games for these three teams, and we're going to say how it's going to go. And then you're going to know what we think. It's kind of like a bailout. I, I'm saving Pauls from saying they're not making the playoffs. I know the He's going to say it on the schedule instead. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing, dude. I'm going to have to shut my computer. I got this. I got his dad trolling me. Tom trolling me. You're laughing at me. He's giving me side eye. But that, well, he's going to rip you more than me. <sighs> Bro. I'll be going after LeBron instead. I don't even. You know what, man? I, I, I'll take it easy on you because I, I, I feel you as a fan. You Nick, know, as you I'm, get older, you start to appreciate the greatness of LeBron. No, know, I'm, I'm going to be very. Cool. I, I, I'm going to be cool. objective. So but save, I, save it. Save I am. Because here's what, Nick, we're going to just go through the schedule and make it nice and easy for him. And then he can tell us what he really feels. All right, four games left. Here is the Lakers' I schedule. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this one is tomorrow. First game. Tell me the result. All right, the Lakers are at the Phoenix Suns tomorrow night on NBA TV. <laughs> Win or loss. I mean, the Suns could rest people though. This is why I'm saying this. The Suns could rest people. They did. They did last game. So, do the Lakers beat the Suns? Paul says no. I say no. I say hell they're losing no. even if the Suns bench is playing. I'm saying that's a good hell ass bench. No, bro. <laughs> All right. So we got here. I'm gonna write this down. Lakers, L for the first game. All right. The second game, they will beat Golden State. They got. They're playing Golden State on the road. Maybe then, they rest people. Then they will beat the Thunder, and then they will beat the Nuggets on Sunday in a revenge game for the one they just lost two days ago. I know the fucking schedule, dude. And they're going to lose They're gonna lose on Sunday, and then, I mean, they're going to lose to the Suns, win the next three, and they're still missing the playoffs. Everybody was right. I was wrong. Oh, no, I was agreeing with you. I, I said they were honest. making the I mean, playoffs. Yeah. I, I was I, with you. You think they're making the playoffs? No, I said, I said oh, when oh, you okay. said that, I said the same thing. Okay. I still think you're a little delirious with them winning the last three games, but. I, it's all right. I, all think, right. I got you. You want to you want to finish strong. Like here's the thing. We're Pause. we're like yeah. <laughs> we're we're banking on them having two teams rest their players, and I just don't know. I don't know. So like, it, all right. Just let's hypothetically they go two and two. All right. Let's just say hypothetically, because I mean I don't know how they beat Denver in the last game. Denver might be playing for seeding. Ain't gonna happen. Like I don't know how they're beating Denver. Well, they almost beat them without LeBron. And I think LeBron would play. So that's what I was anticipating LeBron playing and not oh, taking off. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Here, here's the Spurs schedule. Because this isn't perfect either, all right? But they're two games up. All right, here's the Spurs. You got Denver on the road tomorrow. Minnesota on the road. Another team fight for playoff position. That's two in a row. You got Golden State at home. You got Dallas on the road. That I mean, that's not easy, guys. 
That's not easy, and three of those teams are fighting for positioning. They need to go one and four because they hold the one and three over the next four because they hold the tiebreaker over the Lakers. That's why I don't think that the Lakers have a path. They don't, unless San Antonio just collapses. They would have to go zero and four basically. (laughs) <laughs> they, if they go 1-3 and three and the Lakers go 4-0, oh, that's different. But I don't see the Lakers going 4-0. Oh. The Lakers have to go 4-0 oh, is what it looks like. I mean, here, I, we'll, we'll go through the Pels, too. Who? The Spurs hold the tiebreaker, but the Lakers going 4-0. Oh. They haven't won back-to-back games since, like, December. Do you know? Oh, yeah, they're dirty. Do, they're the <laughs> uh, do the Lakers hold the tiebreaker with the Pels? Nope. Probably not. Okay, so. That game last week was for the tiebreaker. Oh, man. So the Pels, they have Sacramento on the road. They got Portland. At home, they got Memphis on the road and Golden State at home. They're going two and two, easy right there. Easy two and two. So they're, I mean, they're, I mean, that's like a pipe dream. But they're not, they're not losing, they're not losing all four of those games. So the Spurs would basically have to lose out, and the Lakers have to win out. Yeah, they have to collapse. So we answered it right there. The Lakers aren't getting in the playoffs. No. Are we all in agreement? Oh yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, first thing we have to do, because some guy named LeBron is taking some major flack from guys like Magic Johnson, for example. LeBron sat out in a a must-win game against the Nuggets. Must win, and they lose. So, we're, we're trying to... I guess what I'm getting at here is, like, where do we assign the blame here? Because they lost two games with LeBron and AD. They lost a game where LeBron sat. Like, where do we assign the blame? And Magic made some other comments. You want me to say them now? I know them. I mean, was he hurt? Wait, what, here's, what, what are you here, talking about? I'll share. I'll share. I mean, if he's hurt. Magic mean. said the Lakers easily could have brought DeMar DeRozan back. That's what I was talking about. In the offseason. And they basically had it agreed to. He wanted to come home. He's from L.A. All right? And LeBron... Wanted Russell Westbrook. And the minute he wanted Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook's a Laker. DeMar DeRozan goes and he's having a damn near MVP type of season with Chicago. He's crushing. And he was a much better fit, obviously, with the Lakers. But LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook. Okay, so now, and I didn't do that to frame it that way. You know that. Okay. But how do we assign the blame here? Who is to blame? And what do you say about LeBron sitting yesterday? So, to me, I assign the blame to everyone from Jeannie Buss, Rob Palenka, to LeBron. Because Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka, the owner and the GM, you make the call for fit. If LeBron, like, there's all the rumors, oh, LeBron's running the team. LeBron's not running the team. All right, if he's not running the team, then you make the call for what you think is the best fit. You could have traded, you could have signed DeMar DeRozan, traded Kyle Kuzma for Buddy Heald, kept KCP, Alex Caruso, and all your dogs to play defense. It's crazy, man. It is. It really but is. I think the issue for me with the, the the Westbrook trade is, in my opinion, I feel like LeBron wanted Westbrook because if AD and Westbrook, if LeBron got hurt or he needed some time off and things like that, AD and Westbrook should be able to carry the team while LeBron is nicked up. He sits out a couple games here and there. Like LeBron can't be your 1A option. And it's the name value, too. Feel like. So he went like, out. He went for the star. Yes, yeah. closed the season last year. Literally carried Washington, Washington on his back. What do you mean by that? He can't be your one A star. LeBron can't be the number one scorer and number one defender on your team anymore. 
So you're saying he's on a decline? No. He's not on a decline. I think what you're – so are you trying to say that it's because LeBron won't play enough games during the season? No, I'm or trying to say just, that like, just because LeBron can't carry a, a team that's underperforming anymore – doesn't mean that he's necessarily on a decline because his stats in the game are showing you he's not declining. Has he declined in terms of, like, physical ability? To an extent, yeah, he's 37 years old, so he's older. But his offense is still top of, you know, top notch. I mean, everybody says, like, oh, LeBron's getting older. LeBron's on the decline. LeBron's nicked up now. He's injured. He's played more games over the last five seasons than Harden, Curry, Durant, Kyrie, so I don't really understand that narrative either. I just, to that's me, that's, point. that's the that's just the aura of being LeBron James is that he's hyper analyzed and hyper criticized with everything he does. Now I do think him sitting out was bullshit. That makes him scoring like he has to score at the rate he's scoring this year. Do I believe he's chasing Kareem and the scoring title? Yes, but that's not that's not a bad thing. Nobody was ripping Steph Curry when he was openly saying I'm chasing uh, the three point. The, uh, the three-point uh, record. So it's like, again, hyper-criticism. Hyper but it just comes with him being great. But I don't like him sitting out when your team's in a must-win. But I think that I whole team, believe. organization, top to bottom, is just over it, to be honest. I really do. I think it's I think it's bad for the game. I think it was a bad look. Colin Cowherd mentioned today, like, NBA, the stars, they sit every other day. I can't remember... A star like LeBron sitting out of a must-win game. I couldn't believe it. That explained when I first saw the line. It don't make CBS, sense. I saw it and I was like, damn, that's a weird line. I didn't know that LeBron was sitting though at the time. So they just give him a cop-out yeah. as to why they won't make the playoffs? I mean, well, no, no, who, no, no. whose decision was it? I guess is, it was his to sit This out. is the first time that's LeBron crazy. was under 500 in the games that he played since his rookie season. And they're like 15, 16 games under 500. They're hard. That don't even make sense. They're horrible. I think they're 31 and 47 or something like that. They're horrible. Just 31 closed, and 46. I just closed the standards. Yeah, they're, they are horrible. I, it's just they play no defense. They, they, they have no three-point shooters. Their effort's not even there. They just don't even look like they want to play anymore. It's, it's actually it's sad, dude. It's really they're, sad. They're a joke. I, I mean, I'm not going to completely ex excuse LeBron – but sitting out of that game, that's fucking weak ass shit. It's we that was a weak it's ass weak. move. I'm giving I'm It's giving weak that. and I was stunned. However, this Lakers team, I mean, I, I it's just crazy how they were built this year. That's all. Like they still should have they they needed to make the playoffs this year. There's no excuse really. They needed to still make the playoffs. They gotta make the playoffs. I think that's also, not a that's not a large ass. They didn't even get into the the playing play game. I know. And what about what that's you what know? I have a problem with? They gotta make the playoffs at the minimum. I mean, and also too, like Anthony Davis, man. Like I just the dude can't stay healthy. I mean, he he it's it's unbelievable. I don't know if it's bad luck. I don't know, or he doesn't work out hard in the summer. His diet, like I, I have no idea why he. Big Hurt man fall me. hard. Guys are eating plant based tenders. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, Nick, what's I, I your don't take here? Like, what would you say to all this? What's your take? I didn't see them missing the playoffs. I mean, they definitely should make the playoffs with LeBron and company. But I did, I did say the Lakers were not going you to did. the finals. They were not sniffing the finals at all. They're going to be a first round exit at least because that team was was relatively up there in age versus the crowd you know what i mean so like and then anthony davis's history we, we, we spoke about this in the, in the uh uh 
before the season um, in the fall. So, uh, but yeah, just to reiterate that, I mean, I just pretty much, I I felt like they were just, their bench wasn't as deep. They were just star driven and it just didn't work out for Russell Westbrook, man. He he, he really collapsed and I, I didn't see that coming, I, but. Yeah, let me ask you a question. If you're the Lakers, would you entertain the idea of trading Anthony Davis and keeping Russell Westbrook? Because I think Anthony Davis will have more value on the trade market. And at this he point, would. I can't believe I'm saying this. I kind of feel like Russell Westbrook is more valuable because at least he's playing. Well, I would, I would, if you asked me, honest to God, what I would do in order to keep LeBron, I'm trading both of them the fuck out of there so I can do something with the max money. I'm LeBron getting rid of both Russ of them. Didn't I'm, actually. LeBron I'm moving and Russ on. Started to get get a little bit of like cohesiveness towards the end. They they did because LeBron was playing off the ball and playing more of a uh, a power forward. But maybe so, they should have tried that sooner. I, I would probably I just like here's here here's how it goes. LeBron's either leaving or he's staying. This shit's got to get blown up. That's how I do it. I either say well, I'm getting not, the fuck out of there. He's not gonna do that. Or you got to get rid of AD and and Russ because AD's not going to play enough games. AD on the way. I'm I'm <laughs> out. I'm I'm getting rid of him. AD on the way. I'm getting rid of both of them. Be on the way back to the to, to the treatment team. Amazing player, but street clothes. Always. I mean, he just came back. It's the 75th game of the season. He just came back now. He missed. I'm getting rid of both six of them. Six weeks in the fall. Or eight weeks, I'm sorry, with his knee. And then he came back for uh, five games and missed another six weeks for a sprained foot or a sprained ankle. I mean, not for nothing. You have guys playing football with a hurt ankle, two hurt ankles. I I don't understand it. I I don't, I, don't, I just, I, I well, can't, I I mean, can't put in the words, bro. Because look at the support they're playing. If you fucking blow on the guy, it's a fucking foul. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Well, like, you can't do anything in the, in the sport. So that's what you get. They might be stuck with... with I don't want to say both of them, but they're probably going to be stuck with one of them. And it's probably going to be AD, if I had to guess. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, like Well, no, because I think Russ's contract crazy. is harder to move. It, he gets 47 this year. not easy to move. But I feel like AD... I just don't know what you're going to get in return. Like, like you're going to... Let's say you got to build around LeBron again. You want LeBron to stay and make another hoorah at the championship. What the fuck do you got... Like, I don't know if you could do it around a bunch of role players because I don't know what star. Like, you're not going to get a star-for-star star deal. Like, the difference with a Ben Simmons and a Russ Westbrook or AD is that Ben Simmons is 25 years old. He ain't healthy either, but I'm just saying. That actually ben could Simmons be. Ben Simmons is 25, would, would, and at least that could be an option I'm willing to wait on a guy like that. I mean, that that's the difference. Like, what star kind of player? You're not going to get a James Harden type. That was just strictly situation. Who can you get? Who can you get? Well, who who what are you going to trade I think it's a, with? It's a catch twenty two. What about? You gotta get rid of them. But who are you getting? I don't know. Fucking the Lakers are shot. Who are you going to trade with? Who is going to want to take on that kind of player? That's, that's not available. So, so you have to, if you have, if you have to give up a haul of picks and players for a guy that's not available, then why would they do that? That's the thing. So if, it feels like the Lakers are kind of strapped. They're, I have a they're question. In big trouble. I have. Wait, a hold, hold on. Can you hold it for one second? Yeah, I just thought it was like the thing is. If you want to be able to get rid of these guys and get a star return, you got to give up picks and players to go with it. But then you got to get the, ma- the money to match up too. Yeah, that's not easy to do. On the flip side, the only the only players you're getting are from a team that has the cash space to eat the contracts, and you're getting role players at best from shit teams. 
What are you getting? Nothing. What so if that's big, why I feel like they're strapped. They're in yeah. big trouble. Oh, that hundred exactly. percent. Like there's a chance what that this team question? returns. Yeah. My question is, what if what if scenario? What if the Celtics are a first round or second round exit? Jason Tatum starting his shit or Jalen Brown, one of them is forcing their way out. Would Boston entertain taking Anthony Davis for one of them? Hell no. Mm. Because the contract situation, oh, neither of them are signed yeah, long-term. That's a, that's a, well, here's I, I, why I would say maybe. Maybe because they had interest in AD before. That's exactly why I was saying it. Before they traded him to the Lakers, the Celtics were trying uh, to get him. That's like the that, – there's that's still asking a lot, though, because the Celtics no, are playing good No, no, ball, I'm totally man. with you. I'm just saying. I just can't see it. But, yeah, that would be, like, the one team where it would be like, uh, maybe, but it would require the players forcing the hands here. My exact point. And that's, that's probably highly unlikely right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially with the way they're playing, they know that they can they can run a team with those two. That's what I'm saying. If players. they have an ugly, if they have an ugly exit, it would have to be so ugly. One of them, you know, I mean, like sometimes they score, you know, seven they combined. They had to get like swept or uh, or upset in the first round. Well, there was a rift between apparently Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown because, like, it was who's, more assist based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who's who's who's, who's the, the star? Who's, who's the, the guy? Batman? Yeah. So that stuff does happen. I mean, it just happened to the Sixers. Yeah. But True. you never know. I mean, if somebody told me right now, if I could have Jalen Brown or AD, call me crazy. I'm taking Jalen Brown. I don't give a fuck. I am. He's always there. He can play defense. I would rather shoot. have him right now, too. Yeah. That's, I, an, easy, that's an easy answer. Yeah, He's 100%. Stud, I love Jalen Brown. I've so here's said. the other part, and let's make this quick, all right? Is LeBron staying or is he leaving? I think he's staying. I think he's staying. But he might blame the blue and white and red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could be on the way out, guys. I think he'll uh-huh. I'll say for now. Put, what if he stays put? And he just switches locker rooms. What if he tries to go to the Clippers? Oh, oh my God. Because he, he could still live his L.A. lifestyle, and the Clippers team from top to bottom is better than the Lakers. That would no, be something. You would have to give up so much for LeBron. Not really. Because really? here's the thing. Because next summer, you could lose LeBron for nothing. So what if they say, give us Paul George, and we'll give you LeBron? The Lakers have a younger player. Paul George uh, is good. At least they're getting a return instead of him just leaving. Because LeBron is no uh, oh, bolt. I, I don't want to say this, but I don't know if LA. I don't know if the Clippers do that. Well, here's the thing. I, don't, I really don't. I don't know if they would simply because of Kawhi and Paul George. But I'm just saying, I don't think LeBron's leaving. I'm just going through scenarios in my head where it I don't could think work. he's leaving. I don't at this think point. he would do that. Right that now, would be weird. right now, I'll I say don't. he's staying. But it's Kobe tried it. It's looking ugly. All right, Philly Phil, hit me with some MLB shit, because we got to talk Phillies. Oh man, we got some stuff. We're gonna go a little over. But not. I got you still. I got you. It's all good. All right. Philadelphia Phillies talk. This is for you, Tommy boy. I see you out there, and I better hear from you here, too. All right. The Phillies have two positional battles that are wrapping up with opening day right around the corner. Okay. Oh, there you go. I'm packing, dog. Hey. Oh, shit. So, I want to hear you guys' thoughts. There's uh, there's two position battles that I'm going to key in on here, and I want you to tell me who deserves to start. And it's not an easy question by any means, because whatever you do is going to alter the path for both of the players who lose on that on that side. Okay? So, I'll start with first, third base. Because it looks like, guys, I mean, let's be honest here. Didi Gregorius looks like Didi Gregorius. And he's not really movable right now. He's starting to short... Gene Segura starting a second base. It's pretty clear cut at this point. Didi won his job. And if he's if he's Didi, he should play. 
Okay? That's a guy that's going to hit 30, 30 homers mm -hmm. if he's himself. So that's the preface here. Okay? Third base, though. His walk-off song is fire, too, <laughs> yo. <laughs> it gets me going, yo. I mean, if he's if he's himself, he's a good Notorious. player. Notorious. Two years ago, <laughs> that. Yeah, that shit's fucking Didi from heat. two years ago, we'll take that in a heartbeat, okay? All right, so now what happened here as a result is third base turned into a position battle. And you already see Cassianos isn't going to play at all there. Uh, I was thinking maybe they'll throw him in there occasionally because he used to play there. It's not happening. They're, it's going to be uh, him in left field, Schwaber at DH. Pretty clear cut. And they'll they'll rotate a little bit. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> they've been trying Alec Bohm and Bryson Stott, natural shortstop, at third base. And it's turned into a battle. Okay, I'm going to read you the stats. And I want you to tell me who should be starting. All right? Bryson Stott is hitting 429 in spring training. 429 with an OBP of 529, OPS 1.1 plus. He's raking, guys. He's raking. All right? Mm -hmm. But then you got to call him up. You got to deal with the financial aspect of it, which some of these teams give a shit about that so you know Phillies being known as cheap prior to the past couple signings you never know all right start that clock up you got to pay him that's mm -hmm. how it goes all right you wait till May it's a different story that's what teams do usually with these young guys all right so there's the first that's that's Bryson Stott and you got Alec Boom. started off like shit in spring training the numbers don't look great 226 OPS is 649. He's not getting on base. All right. But he just started heating up again this week. And he's already in the MLB. And maybe you want to build up his value in case you do want to move him. Or flip side is you send him to the minors and pray he gets better there. But, I mean, he did. He's, he's playing better right now to close out spring training. So <sighs> tough call here. Two big name prospects. Who should be starting at third base on opening day. I'm going with the experience. I'll go with Alec Bone. For now. And is it is it what's your reasoning? Why not? Just give him another chance. I mean, he's still young. He's still, you know, and then like you said, you could build you could build his trade value if you did want to move him. Um so for me, I'm 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 taking that commodity and seeing what he's got and then if I can increase his trade value and I believe that uh you know, Stott is, is is that is that guy and better? Then yeah, then I then I got I got value for for the one piece, and then I had I had the uh, replacement right there. So for me, it's just, just I would just I, I would roll with uh, Alec Boom. And here's what I should have said too: There's these are two completely different players. Like Bryson Stott, ripping line drives, all right, all over all, both sides of the field. Okay, he gets on base, he's got decent speed, and he's got a glove. Boom. Supposed to be a power hitter. That's what he was, well, he was two he, years ago. He was a big prospect coming out, too. Major. Yeah. He was major. But he can't play a lick of defense. I know. And the Phillies... Facts. The Phillies lineup looks a little different. I mean, if he's in it, you got absolutely the worst defense in the entire league. And you just pray that he mashes. So I should have said that first, too. Pauls, what do you think? I'm the same with Boom. Yeah, because I feel like you could get his trade value. You could you if you think Bryson Stotts, that dude, remain patient and know that he's just waiting in the wings to come. You get Bowman, and then you were talking about it a few episodes ago, where you could trade him to the A's and get uh, what's his face, 
the yeah, picture well, we were talking Manaya about. Yeah, well, Manaya got traded, but Montas is still Montas, available. Montas, yes. So, you know, I, I would try and work that. I would try and work that angle. It's tough, but you also run the risk of him being trash. Here's the thing, and I see Tom made a good point because look, we rushed Scott Kingery, and yeah, I know, I know what happened with him, but his swing got broken too. That was the other thing, and he was playing all different sorts of positions. Like Bryce Stott, if he makes the team, he's going to be playing third base exclusively, and he's going to have that job on lockdown. The difference, though, is I think he's just a more advanced hitter than Scott Kingery was. And he gets on base. He's got a, an amazing batting eye. So if the Phillies are really serious about winning, which it looks like they are. They have to be. <laughs> I, I think that Alec Boom can just as easily rebuild his value in AAA. I think you go out there and you mash sellable. with his prospect name. He's still sellable to me. I'm starting the season with Stott, guys. I'm starting the season with Stott. He looks beyond ready right now. Like he looks incredibly valuable to this team right now. And then you address the defense issue at the hot corner. That's not, I mean, that's no joke. He's not going to hit for the power, but yeah, I mean, him he, and, he him looks and, like a future table setter. This guy's going to be a stud. Him and DD make the left side of your infield strong. Like, like, here's the thing. If he didn't just absolutely dominate, and I mean, like, the stats are right up there with Bryce Harper's. If he didn't absolutely dominate, this is a different conversation. But this guy literally, I mean, it's it just blows you away. It blows you away. I'm going with Stott. Throwing him right into the fire. I mean, he let... I mean, it's, it's a good point, though, because like if he earned it, he earned it. There's he no literally point had to have him. a perfect spring training to do this, and he did. There's no point in holding him back, because at that point, then you can mess with his confidence. Like, that stuff does... That that does and, and come I into play. I don't give a flying shit about the serving time shit, uh, service time shit. You want to know why? Because the Phillies already showed they didn't care two years ago or three years ago when they signed Kingery to the deal. They didn't care about the service time. They gave him a deal that was team-friendly. You still had to pay. Opening day is Thursday or Friday? Oh, jeez. It's like in three Friday. or four days, right? It's Friday. Yeah, I think Friday. Tom would know. <laughs> Friday. Tom, can you confirm opening day is Friday, right? Bro, I just confirmed it. Oh, you checked it? All right. My bad. Yeah, Nick and Nick's I got feisty. you. All right. So Friday's opening day. All right. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't like that comment from me. Yeah, I didn't you, know you were researching. You didn't think I was credible, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were presenting another theory, Nick Theories. Nah, I ain't no theory. You know? I said Friday. What the fuck does that mean? That's not, that's not a theory. <laughs> it's a fucking date and a time when the Phillies are playing their opening day. All right, I got you. My apologies. I mean, you know the love, all right? All right. Center field. This is probably more interesting because... Matt Veerling, guys, Matt Veerling was great in his audition time last year. And he started off hot, too, in spring training. Kind of leveled off. He's at 235, seven ribbies, 671 OPS. But Mickey Moniak, out of nowhere, former number one overall pick, Mickey Moniak, just caught fire. Again, I mean, this five homers, nine RBIs, 344 average, 1.2. OPS, he is killing the ball right now. I love Mickey Moniak, dude. And he's got speed. Bro. He's got a glove. He's a beast. It's a household name. So, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Who's your center fielder? Who's, uh, your, who's your center fielder? <laughs> I, who's your center fielder? Because it seemed like the Phillies were, were thinking Veerling and Oduble, and that's how you go into it. I want the Mick. Do you yeah. think the Mick's ready? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. 
Anybody. He's killing I, I, it now. His confidence is sky high. Put him in there. Why not? I think this is the one where the confidence really, really does matter. This is the one where I think if he did absolutely everything he had to do, again, this guy had to have a perfect spring training, but he's already seen the majors a little bit. He had to have a perfect spring training. If you mess with his confidence, I don't know if he'll ever get it back. I mean, this guy put in the work. He was getting called a bust. And he looks different, man. I'm telling you, he looks different. Tables are turning. Adjustments. I think that's all ready. it takes. That's that's baseball for you, man. You know what I mean? Like one year you could be dog shit hitting, next year you could be crushing. Because even last year he yeah, showed some signs, like even in in the minors, he showed some signs of turning around with the bat. Because that's the thing. Like you already know he can he can play center. He might have just answered the the biggest question of the Phillies team. Like if Mickey Moniak is putting up numbers anywhere close to this, this is spring training. I get it. But if he's like, uh, I don't know, even 265 and he's We're getting set. on base at like a 310, I'm, We're that's set. amazing value. Yeah, absolutely. I'm starting him. I'm starting Mickey Moniak. No hesitation. And Matt Veerling is going to be a good bench, bench bat. That's it. I'm with his speed. He could, just, he could cover the gaps where what's his face like Harper and Castellanos. You know, they're not the best fielders in the world. You know, now you have a speedy center fielder that could close those gaps quicker, you know, take away an extra base hit here and there. Like, those, those plays make differences. And a guy who's a threat on the base pass, too. He can steal. I mean, the, if I'm trying to win, that's it. I'm going I'm going with the guys who earned the job this time because the Phillies say they want to win now, right? I'm going with the two guys who look ready, who I, I don't want to fuck with them right now. I really don't want to fuck with them. <clears throat> What's the over-under on home runs for the Phillies in the opening day? I think I'm going to take the overs. <laughs> it's a safe bet. <laughs> no, I'm serious. They're going to be mashing. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, like you know, the juice is flowing and stuff, but I got to check the weather. Fuck that. <laughs> Tom, I got you here. He says, he says, how of about course. Nola, boys? Aaron Nola looks sharp, man. He's going to have a huge year. I already said it. I already told you guys. Me and Tom were bullshitting earlier talking about the Phillies. Tom knows. <clears throat> Ask him what I said. So, I feel like with Nola... Like, I feel like the thing is with Joe Girardi and stuff, he needs to let our pitchers go deeper in the games. That's like, a fact. Like, don't overcoach and rely on the analytics. Like, I feel like sometimes they go into a game and it's like, okay, if you get the 70 pitches before the fifth inning, you're out. And it's like, don't do that. Follow the flow of the game. What's going on in the game? Is he dealing? Like, if he gets caught up in an inning, it happens. Don't be so, like, because our bullpen lacks. Don't be so quick to go to your, to your relievers in the middle of the fucking game. Like, these are the most properly trained athletes in the world. If he has to throw an extra 10 pitches to win you a game, it's worth it. I mean, he gets paid like it. That's what I'm saying. Like, sports medicine is at the best it's ever been. And the players are hurt more than they've ever been. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Throwing gas. But that's, but that's not just it. I'm just saying, though, he's going to have an A season. He's back. Like, he, he looks like he's back. He's going to be a top 10 pitcher again. If him no and Eflin are... Eflin is so underrated. I was just I was just saying that today. So dude. underrated. He just gets so much shit because you know he he gets injured. But if Eflin plays to his potential, he's a, terrific, he's a legitimate he's a number three pitcher. starter in this league. He's terrific, dude. And that changes the whole ball game because then you got basically two number threes in Ranger and him, and then you got probably the best number four you could have in in Gibson, and he's your five. I like Gibson. He he eats innings, mm -hmm. and he was an all star. I mean, he's he's the best innings eater. He's one of the best in the league. I just Turned think, his whole career around. He was shit a few years ago. I, missed, I, I told you. I miss Jamie Moyer. <laughs> He's kind of, I mean, yeah. well, Jamie Moyer is the GOAT.
But <laughs> yeah, he, he was the best, bro. He was. So he threw an 80 mile an hour fastball and it was unhittable. <laughs> Facts. Can't teach this, bro. Yeah, I, I know. Tell him one more they time. Find Nick, Taylor Heineke. This. Nick yeah. Theories, tell him one more that. time yes. before I move a song because we got we to gotta get moving. Tell him what one more time. You can't teach heart. That's it. That's that's what he was about. To measure the man, measure his heart. Painted the corners, methodical. Loved him. I'll paint you. <laughs> painted the corner. I'll paint World Series oh, champion, too. Oh, shit. Nope. Don't forget All right, Philly it. Phil. Philly Phil. This is facts. Don't Absolute facts. It. All right, Philly Phil. We got to touch on this. We've been promising. All right. NFL, NBC, for me, please. Because we got some contract year receivers. We're going to have to shorten this up, guys. All right. <laughs> contract year wide receivers. So here's the premise, okay? <sighs> Hold on one sec. No, we can't. I know. So, I, I know. mean, we Go could. Ahead. Well, okay. We're good. Let me no. propose this because we could hold that to Thursday. Pauls. We could hold. We could hold the, the receivers. I mean, but if they get traded, that's the thing. You want to just make a quick, yeah, quickie. Yes. Love that. All right. All right. Cool. That helps. So there's a bunch yeah. of notable contract year receivers on the market, and I've actually now seen. I can confirm this. I've seen that three of the four names I'm about to tell you might potentially be on the move. Not now, but soon enough. And I, it's crazy because, yeah, I'll explain, okay? Here's the names, guys. And we're going to decide what happens with these guys next, all right? Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. These are the cream <sighs> of the crop. These guys are legit wide receiver ones in the NFL. First, I want to ask you this. Who's the best receiver of the group? Right there, if you had to pick. Who's the best receiver? Disregard contract team situation who's the best receiver out of this four that's a tough decision right uh i probably lean towards aj brown maybe i didn't think anyone would say that me neither i'm actually shocked you said that i thought you were going to go dk you want to know why i love dk i do i know i know you're a dk guy that's what I, 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 I don't know i mean that's a tough question i mean it's i like, was gonna say aj brown too i mean he's shit the oh, only man, problem man, with him is he's injury prone i feel like Maybe. That's that is the biggest issue with him. I mean, I think when he when he puts it all together and he's healthy, he's just as explosive as anybody in the league. Cause he gets he gets nicked up. That's his thing. Yeah. He don't actually well, he didn't like, miss too many games, but he gets nicked up. He he scares me, bro. It's a little scary because he's <laughs> yeah. a bigger guy. Pause. Pause. So but he he's like he can do it all. I, I think he's a little more well-rounded than DK, and Debo like it's. He's fucking amazing. These guys are all amazing, okay? Debo's like a do-it-all guy. I mean, if I want a wide receiver, one that I know can fit any scheme possible, I think that A.J. Brown is that guy. If I want, if I have a spread scheme, and I can get Debo the ball in space, that's what my team likes to do, Debo's the perfect fit. Yeah, like, that. that that's right. You know, like, it really is kind of fit, but yeah. I do think A.J. Brown is probably the most well-rounded of the group. And I didn't think anyone would say that. I'm actually shocked, too. That you guys I both said. I'm on the island. I think it's scary fucking. The best. I scary think it's fucking. Terry McLaurin. I mean, he's really fucking good. Here's dude. my thing with Terry McLaurin. I feel like this gets overlooked. His stats are pretty identical to all those to AJ Brown and um, DK Metcalf. And hasn't had a QB. The difference is is that Terry McLaurin has played with Kyle Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke, Alex Smith, and he's played with all like, you know. 
average ass to below average quarterbacks. So but who's to say great that, point, but, but also but who's to say that's not garbage time uh, yardage either? Because he still has to catch the ball and stuff like that. That guy gets open. I'm that, not saying that. I know. What you I'm mean. not saying that. I know what you mean. But you know what I mean. A hundred percent. Yeah. But quarterbacks like you know like mid tier guys have like fucking forty five hundred yards, thirty yep. thirty touchdowns, tw- and twenty picks. They're like, oh, he's good. Game. He's fucking legit. Look at his stats. Yeah, bro. They are. They're like fucking. F- Five and Some nine. of those guys, yeah, yeah they do have empty like, stats. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? So it's like scary, though. But I got, I'm it. A, I got he's it. a separation. That's king. what I meant. I he's just want to clarify. No, it's great, and I love Terry McLaurin, and I actually think for my but he's boy, not better than Debo. Debo, like, I don't even put Debo in that. Debo's like a he's a weird dude. I can't he's put get, a, he's he's not gonna get that love right now, which is no, crazy. it's not even that I'm not giving the love because Debo overall is like the perfect guy for a team because for the Niners the scheme is perfect for him yeah all right that's a fair point I know what you're saying there but like I feel like Debo can produce and I think Debo's really good like but that's a good because I don't know if you just line Debo up on the outside play after play can he produce the way he's doing it now because a lot of his shit comes on runs because we were laughing last year when he said yo is Debo is Debo Samuel a running back or is he a wide receiver (laughs) I I think the thing is that more people might change their answer if he does it again next year, that's which all. I think he is, and he'll benefit if tra- I think so if too. Tra- if <laughs> Trey Lance is the starter, he will benefit because of Trey Lance's ability and, to run. And now his route tree opens up too. He's going to be running all sorts of routes, not just the short. You know, yes. throw me so, the ball and I make a play. And he can I do everything. And to go back to the stats thing, like I don't know if it's more of like a crazy stat that Terry McLaurin is on par with DK Metcalf or more of an indictment on DK Metcalf that he has Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett opposite of him. And they have very similar stats with McLaurin edging him in a few of them. Yeah. But that's also due to scheme too. Like I don't feel like Seattle maximized their potential. Like I feel like when you guys, when you guys got, if you have Russell Wilson and you have two, top 20 receivers, like you should be lighting the league up. And, and, And that's what, like that I get it. That but the talent, for half a season. The That's talent all. level is there though. Like when you watch DK Metcalf, man, you, unbelievable. Like he, he jumps. He jumps off the screen. Like he's you know, most... he's there. You know, he's on the field. You know where he's at. Like he makes plays. So like, uh, quick comparison. I get he's it. the most physically gifted of that group. One hundred percent. And he a runs quick... a damn near four three. He's ridiculous. Quick comparison. And he's just... six five. Quick came in my head. Real Jacked fast about uh, <laughs> Jacked about McLaurin. I feel like Terry McLaurin reminds me a lot of Amari Cooper. He gets crazy separation. He can run the entire route tree, and he just kind of gets like overlooked as being a top guy. And that's another guy where QB boost team should be in contention. He's gonna get seen a little bit more. Who? Another guy, uh, Terry McLaurin, separation machine. Oh yeah, I think he's gonna have a yeah. really good year with yeah. with Wentz. If I'm Wentz stays with you. healthy all all throughout the season, I I think you'll have a, I think you'll have a really good year. All right, so let's let's move on, guys. So if you had to pick though. When you do consider everything, skill set, injury, fit, who do you think you would prefer to go after the most? And your answer can stay the same. That's okay. Um, I'm still I'm still going with Terry McLaurin. I just think he's the o- most durable. I think overall Terry McLaurin gives me the most consistent, solid wide receiver play that you need. Considering injury and stuff. Um I, I would have to go I, I I would have to go DK Metcalf. Bro, when I watch him play, he's just a different animal. He, 
you said he jumps off the screen. Yeah, like it's a perfect way to put it. You gotta because as a defense, you gotta be cognizant where he's at at all times. I mean, and you can say the same for all the receivers. I got you. I that I get it, but like I'm if we're talking about you know injury history and all that other stuff, yeah, I'm I'm taking the more the more built athlete in my opinion, and I think he's his skill is top notch, bro. Like. I you think s- you saw him hawk down that. He, he's special, that defender, bro. He's special. Like that's that's not human. Do you think he drowns with Drew Locke this year? If he's the QB, which I'll be stunned if you start the season with Drew Locke. It sounds like they'll at least give him a few games. Maybe bringing a rookie. Because my thought is, if you're not going to pass the ball with Russell Wilson, why are you going to pass the ball with Drew Locke? And this is the like other that? thing: if if you don't want to pay him and whatever, you got to get rid of him now. Get some value. Same reason why, like, hey, if you're the Eagles and you don't think Hurts is the guy, you're not going to get a DK because you get a rookie and, and try and build something out of him. I the same the, kind of theory on both ends. I swear the Packers are lurking for DK Metcalf. The Packers and Chiefs have already called, supposedly. They're 100% DK lurking. is supposedly available, even though DK himself today said he's not available. Per AJ DK. Brown and Jalen Hurts have been going you back and forth. I saw, that. I saw that. And they're close, guys. I, I still would go AJ Brown, too. I think that no one has seen enough of him because he plays on a run first team. When they give him the ball, when they target him 10 times, I mean, do you see the stats? The stats jump off the page. That guy is like literally a threat. I know, A, he's going to show up every week, and B, he's a threat to go 10 for 200 every single week. That's I mean, how good he is. I mean, not for nothing. Like, if A.J. Brown gets traded off Tennessee, what are they going to do? <sighs> There's no way. There's no way. If I'm 10, I'd be there, like, There's a way. It's It's... It's out there. Let's just oh, put it go. that way. The only the one of this my group, guys at? So today, I got nobody. Today was the first time I saw Terry McLaurin get mentioned as possibly a trade Let candidate. See where you capping? Like, but so, not, I, I, I would be stunned. But I saw it for the first time. I don't believe it. I, I think Debo is the most safe of the group. Yeah. As far as like who's staying, okay. So that's that was the next question. Who do you think's most likely to be traded? And I would say I would say DK. I'm DK. saying DK. most likely. DK, because of the way that the, the Seahawks offseason has gone. Yep. Like, if you're the Titans, you just signed Robert Woods, you have Derrick Henry, and you have A.J. Brown. And you still have Tannehill, who's mids, but on the higher end of mids. So it's like, okay, you have a good, you have a good, uh, a complete offense there. The, the, the commanders get Carson Wentz, high end mids. Now you have a complete offense with Gibson, him, McLaurin, and um, Sims. Um, who I think I think he could play a little bit, and Logan Thomas, and then you have um, the Niners with that. That goes without saying. They're they're loaded if they keep Jimmy G. So now the follow up is this, guys. Where do you think each receiver will wind up? And I'll tell you mine. I'll give you the quick answer. I think Debo staying. I think Terry McLaurin staying. I'm gonna say AJ Brown staying, but don't be surprised if they get the right offer. He moves. I think he's staying. DK though, I think he's getting moved. I think it's gonna be a so little closer to the draft. And right now my hunch is this, because I know the Chiefs and Packers are after him the most. I think he's going to Kansas City because they don't want him in the conference. And also, look the fuck out. If they get him, I mean, the speed is there. Like that's Mahomes really can't win with It's actually kind of crazy that DK DK is right up there in speed. Like Tyreek Hill is a different breed, but he's like he's right up there. He's, Do the same shit. He's a four three, but he's six five. Yeah, I mean Look the fuck out. That's a perfect fit as far as what they want to do as a team. Where do you guys think these guys are going? And then we're closing shop here. I'm I'm saying the same thing, except I think that he's going to go to the Packers. 
I think the Packers are lurking, and they don't have to pay him this year. Because they both got the compensation to do it. Yep. And, they and both, they've been, now they both, well, they've the, been the Packers are going to have a hard time paying him, though. That Correct. I think he gets an extension the second he's moved. That's why I think KC. They've been weirdly quiet ever since the Devontae. It's weird. That's weird. Nick, what do you think? I think uh, all of them are staying besides DK. I think DK Metcalf is going to go to New England. Oh, still? Uh, yeah. Even after the Parker yeah, trade? Yeah, because you posed this and it, Devont- it sounded perfect in theory. Devontae Parker, to me, doesn't move the needle for the Patriots. I mean, he has a, he has a problem staying healthy. And not for nothing, the Patriots should actually learn their lesson and not rely on mid-tier guys like that to be a number one. Go out and go get your guy. If you got Mac Jones, you, you gotta you gotta get the you gotta get him a wide receiver. He would work. You gotta get him a wide receiver. Mac. You get DK Metcalf, you get Devontae Parker. Now you're cooking. If he still goes so, there, kudos to you. Absolutely. I don't I don't I know about that now. I think he's going there. But it's there. a perfect fit though. I think he's going there, no question. I think he's either going there and then the runner up I would ha- I would say would be the Ravens. I Ooh, think the Ravens could could uh, swoop in because it's at a conference. I feel like they've been looking for another wide receiver as well. I think he would fit that team, um, you know, along with Mark Andrews. They would be. Pfft. I just don't know if they're <laughs> as yeah. desperate. Sean Bateman but would benefit the, the most Chiefs are that. are going to be more desperate. That's all. We'll, we're going to see. Yeah, but we'll see. I think for the yeah yeah I th- I'm going to go with Patriots. That's my uh, that's my gut reaction. Just the comments that he said he wanted to be a leader on. On Seattle, I think Belichick looks at that and is like, you know, this is the kind of guy that I want to I want to build in our culture. So he's perfect Patriot, DK Patriot, book it. Well, you got it on record now. Fucking right, family. This is our closeout question tonight. All right, because I promise you golf, and you're gonna get one fucking minute of golf. Tiger Woods, 14 months after being in a life-threatening, pretty much career-ending. Injury looks like he might play in the Masters this week. So my question to you is this. I'll make this facts or cap, okay? Tiger Woods will play at the Masters. Facts or cap? Facts. Facts. I think he's facts too, it's man. Still, he it's looks still burning good. in the pit of his stomach. Yo, facts. you see oh. any of those clips? He looks like he's, he's back and he's in serious form. The follow-up is this. Do you think he makes the cut? Yeah, he didn't lose it. I think he makes the cut. 100%. I'm going to bet on it. Yeah, 100%. I'll say facts. I'm going to bet on it. I'll bet I don't know Tiger. what the odds are right now. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't bet against legends. Any I'm going to bet I'm going to bet he's making the cut, but I don't I don't know what he'll do from there. Anyway, though, family, thank you as always. We gave you a little extra time there. We've been kind of doing that cuz we love podding. <laughs> These are just facts, okay? But next show is this Thursday at 8 p.m. All right, stay tuned, and I'm going to wrap it up right now. All right, episode yeah, mm-hmm. episode 70 of P&I was brought to you by Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. New players who sign up for Prize Picks today using the promo code ICONIC will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's a hell of a deal. Go there right now. Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. Also, be sure to catch us live every single show at the Props Network at PropsHQ.com. Go over there and subscribe to us. You won't regret it. And that's all I got, everybody. Nick Theories, take it over. 
Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and we will see you guys this Thursday at P&I.